Welcome to LHA Church. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Jerry Galloway, lead pastor here at Lighthouse Assembly. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. It is a life that has been promised to us in Jesus Christ. But the world's process, on the outside it looks like life, but on the inside it's full of dead men's bones. On the outside it looks fulfilling, but on the inside it's empty. It's void of life. It's void of hope. But the life that Jesus Christ offers, my friend, not only fills us with joy and peace, but the life that Jesus gives, I love this part, it is a constant source. It's a never-ending flowing stream in our life. It's a never-ending source that flows from deep within us. And friend, it comes through our not just attending church, not just doing right things. It comes from our relationship with Jesus Christ. This life, this life that Jesus offers, this life that you and I have to live on this earth, I have to tell you, this life is not void of troubles and difficulties. There's no one on this planet that lives a life that is exempt from troubles, from difficulties, but I will tell you this, in the midst of troubles, in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of difficult circumstances, in the midst of big problems, the joy of the Lord, it'll carry you through the storm. It'll see you through the deep valley. It'll see you through the dark night. In fact, it'll be the light in the midst of the darkness. It'll be hope in the midst of the hopelessness. It'll be everything you need to bring you through this journey. The Bible says he's given us everything we need to live this life in God. The joy and the peace that Jesus Christ offers is like a cool drink on a hot day. It refreshes, it restores, it stabilizes. The water doesn't make the heat go away. It just gives you what you need to make it through the heat and not to make it through, but to prosper in the midst of the heat. It doesn't just barely get me through, but I can prosper in the midst because he who began a good work in me and began a good work in you will complete it. Joy. Joy is an attribute of deity. Joy's source is divine. It comes from God. It is not of this world you and I, a, a few years ago, I shared with you a series on joy, and we compared and we were contrasting joy and happiness. Happiness is not like joy. Happiness, on the other hand, can be found in this life. But because happiness can be found in this life, it is left to the consequences of this life. Happiness is not consistent. Happiness is up, and then it's down. Happiness is based on circumstances and situations. But joy, on the other hand, 
Joy will keep you when the night gets dark. Joy will keep you when the money seems to be gone. Joy will be with you when outwardly we are wasting away. Joy will be with us as we're renewed day by day. Joy will be with you when friends have failed you. Joy will be with you when the families disowned you. Joy will be with you when you're on the mountain. And joy won't leave you as you journey through the valley of life. Joy, joy will be your companion when everybody else is gone. Joy will be the shelter in the time of a storm and when the world is crumbling around you, when the world is a raging storm around you, joy will bolster your heart. It will strengthen your resolve and joy will give you what you need to hold on while you're waiting for God to work. Joy, joy and happiness are often equated, but the two are very different. Happiness and unhappiness cannot exist together at the same time. You're either happy or you're unhappy. But joy is not like happiness. The reality is joy and sorrow can and do exist together. Isaiah 53 in verse 3 describes Jesus in this way. He was a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. But in Hebrews, continuing to speak about Christ, he said these words, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of God uh, on the throne of God. Joy and sorrow can exist at the same time. You see, it's joy that will carry you through sorrow. I'm reminded in Acts 16 of Paul and Silas sitting in a jail. You have to understand they've been persecuted, they've been beaten, they've been whipped uh, because of the gospel. The Bible tells us the jailer took them down into the dungeon, and there in the dungeon, there he put their feet in stocks. And I don't know about you, I've never been beaten. I've never been whipped like that. I've never went through what those men went through, especially for the cause of the gospel. So they take them after they've been beaten, put them in a dark dim-lit cell, a time of darkness, a time of pain, a time of sorrow. How many of you know that probably wasn't a real happy moment? I doubt anybody was looking at each other saying, isn't this happy? Nobody's singing the happy song that day. But the Bible says in the midst of the difficulty, in the midst of the pain, the Bible said about midnight... Joy began to rise up on the inside. <laughs> About midnight, the Bible says they began to sing praises to God. In the midst of the sorrow, joy came to the surface. Joy that said he's not left us. Joy that said he won't leave me. Joy that said he won't give up on me. Joy that says he's going to carry us through. Joy is defined in this way. It's delight and great pleasure. But since we know that God is the source of all joy, we understand that joy, because God is the source, joy is supernatural. Joy is found in God. It's supernatural because it comes 
from God. Joy is a feeling of great pleasure and delight that is founded in God. It has been said, joy is true contentment that comes from internal factors like our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. True joy is eternal because it's based on a relationship with Jesus who is the source of all joy. Now, in case you think I forgot the text, Romans 15. Romans chapter number 15, beginning in verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So that you may overflow. Somebody say overflow. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to read that to you out of the New Living Translation. It says, I pray that God, the source of all hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of of the Holy Spirit. I want to point out and give some uh, attention to some of the words that are in that passage. If you look back there with me, you'll notice that it says right at the beginning, may the God of hope. Friend, all hope comes from God. The reason the world today is so empty and void of hope is because they don't know God. He is the God of all hope. If you have hope, it comes from God. If you have peace, it comes from God. If you have joy, it comes from God. Listen, the world can't give it to you. You can keep trying, but it's like butting your head against a concrete wall. You're not getting anywhere. He's the God of hope. Notice this. May the God of hope, these two words, may he fill you. May he fill you. Now, when someone, have you ever went to a restaurant? And you bought you, uh, let's, it's, it's summertime, and you went and you got you a big old iced tea. You were thirsty as can be. I mean, you've been out in the hot sun all day. It's that 99 with 100% humidity, heat index of 110, and you're hot and you're thirsty. And all you think is, i got to get something to drink. And you think I've got to get the biggest one they've got. So you order the mega cup, and you get there, and you say, I want the mega cup of iced tea. And they fill it up, and it's about this far from the top. Does that bother anybody else but me? It's like if I wanted a little cup, I'd order a little cup. I ordered a mega cup. I want that. When, when I order a large iced tea, I want a large iced tea. How about you? I want it filled up. Don't give me a little bit. I want it full. That's the process of when you fill it. You know, when I was a kid. We used to go to the gas station, and my dad would pull up. The attendant would come out, and my dad would say, fill it up. My dad, if that attendant had taken the car to three-quarters of a tank, my dad would have said, buddy, you missed it. You may, maybe you didn't hear me. I want you to fill it up. Notice the words in this passage. May the God of hope fill you. Fred, he doesn't do just a little bit. God's prayer for you is you would be filled up. You would be filled up, and then you'll notice this. It says, with joy and peace, but notice these words, as you trust in him. He's the source. It's all coming from him. 
as I trust in him, as I walk with him, as I learn to pray, as I learn to read the word, as I learn to walk in a relationship with Jesus, I'm trusting in him. I'm looking to him for help. I'm looking to him for strength. I'm trusting in him to carry me through. I'm trusting in him to get me from A to B. I'm trusting him to not let me down, but to carry me on through. Others have let me down. I'm trusting him. He's going to get me through to the end. Notice this word, so that you may, hear some good words, you may overflow. Overflow speaks of abundance. Overflow speaks of more than enough. Overflow speaks of excess. I'm so glad that our God is not chintzy, cheap, tight, our God is a God of abundance. Can you say amen? The Bible talks continually about he's the kind of God who does abundantly above all we can ask or imagine. It says in Matthew, he's the God that can do anything, the God of the impossible. He's a God of abundance. May you overflow in then these words by the power, by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is a supernatural work. And so, friend, I've come to declare to you today, if you need joy in your life, you won't find it in a book. If you need joy in your life, you won't find it on Dr. Phil. You won't find it on Facebook. You won't find it in anything this world has to offer. If you need joy instead of discouragement, if you need joy instead of depression, if you need joy instead of deep sorrow, friend, if you need joy in the midst of the journey of life, it won't come through any other way but through the power of God because joy is supernatural. It comes from Him. So look at that passage with me one more time. May the God of hope fill you with all joy. I like that. I didn't point that out earlier, but that's not good. All joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, we spend much of our life on a quest for happiness when in reality what we really need is joy and peace. In the next few weeks, we're going to spend some time together in this passage walking through the process of joy and walking through peace. There are so many people whose lives are void of peace. God wants to give you joy, and he wants to give you peace. The first point I would share with you today is this. Joy is only, somebody say only, Joy is only found in God. Joy is only found in God. Joy is found by leaning in and leaning on and loving the God who made you. He's not just any God. He's your God. He's not just concerned about the planets that orbit the sun, but he is passionately and intensely in love with you. He is concerned about your life. He has great interest in your life. You are the greatest and the pinnacle of all his creation. God lovingly created you. There's not one of you that I can look at today in the face 
that God didn't lovingly create you. God is the author of all life. Now, often we'll say, you know what, I can believe that maybe he lovingly created them, but no, I think I just happened. It's by chance that I'm here. It's not what the Bible tells us. He lovingly created you. Joy comes in my heart when I begin to realize that my life has a purpose. I pray this morning those words will sink deep into your spirit. Your life has purpose. Your life has purpose. I'm here today. You are here today because he created us. You and I do not exist for the pleasure of man. That's why my purpose is not to please man. I'm going to let that one sink in for a minute. You were not created for the pleasure of man. You were created for the pleasure of our amazing God. My purpose is for his pleasure. He's the one I'm set out to please. He's the one I'm giving my best to. It's no wonder that he takes delight in us, for we were created for his good pleasure. We're his handiwork. He's the potter. You and I are the clay. Friend, he's more than you and I can imagine. He's more powerful than anything you and I can comprehend. He is the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. He's a personal God who wants to be involved. That's a good word for somebody today. He is a personal God, and God wants to be involved in your life. Often we keep God at arm's length, don't we? I got this one, God. I can handle this one, God. I can figure it out, God. He's wanting to be involved in your life. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 3, I believe it's verse 11, Behold, I stand at the door and I'm knocking. He's wanting to come in. He wants to be a personal God with you. He wants to be up near you. He wants to be involved in your life. He wants to be involved in every day of your life. He wants to be involved in your marriage. He wants to be involved in your finances. He wants to be involved in your relationship with your kids. He wants to be involved in your relationship with those you work with. He wants to be involved in every facet of your life. He is a personal God. If you have your Bibles, will you take them out and let's go together to Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Many of you know this passage of Scripture very well. My prayer today is for divine revelation as we read it. Psalm 139. About the time that you feel too discouraged, about the time that you feel like your life doesn't count, about the time that you feel like your life has no purpose, about the time that you feel like nobody cares about you, about the time you feel like nobody loves you, if you feel like in this world that you have nothing to live for, Psalm 139 is the answer. Look there with me. It says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit, and you know when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. 
For those who say God just created you and then just kind of left you all to your own, it's not what the Bible says. God says, I know when you sit down, when you rise up. God saw you when you walked into church this morning. God saw you when he got out of bed this morning. Notice verse 3, you discern, you understand, you see my going out and my lying down. Here's, here's a, a very good word for it. You are familiar with all my ways. You are familiar. He's not acquainted. You're familiar. You know them. You understand them. They're not hidden from his side. You are familiar. You're familiar with how I live my life every day. You're familiar with my thinking process. You're familiar with my acting process. How many of y'all know we act sometimes? I didn't say good or bad. We just act, don't we, sometimes? We act sometimes. You are familiar with all of my ways. Notice verse 4. Before a word is on my tongue... You, Lord, know it completely. Wow. Man, we could spend about a month right here, couldn't we? Wow. Verse 5, you hem me in, behind, and before. I like this part. You lay your hand upon me. You lay your hand upon me. It's the hand of the Father reaching down. It's the touch of the Father upon his kids. You lay your hand upon me. Verse 6, such knowledge is too wonderful for me and too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I sail the far side of the sea, even there, I think we could say our song we sang earlier, you're still working. Even there, your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. He's not saying, where can I go and get away from you, God? He's saying, where can I go when you're not already there? When I get to the far side, you're there. When I get up in the morning, you're there. When I go to bed tonight, you're there. No matter where I find life, no matter where the journey of this life has taken me, when I get there, my Lord in heaven, you're already there. I'm not by myself. You're never alone. God got there before you got there. Verse 11. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. (laughs) You know, that happens when you create light and dark. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For those of you who feel like your life, if people have told you your whole life that you don't count, you're not of value, you'll never be anything, listen to these words from the Lord. For you created my inmost being, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. For those of you who say, I'm here because of the will of a mother and a father, it's not true. They were just participants in the process. 
It was God who created my inmost being. Notice this. And it was God that knit me together in my mother's womb. Man, I'm not going to preach this right now, but that's why abortion is dead wrong. Because God knit you together in the mother's womb. We don't have time to go there. Verse 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. For those who say, you know what, I'm not as good as so-and-so and and my life doesn't count. You know, man, they're really somebody. I'm really not somebody. There is not a person on the face of the planet that God has not fearfully and wonderfully made. He says, your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. Notice this part. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Hmm. I believe there's somebody here today that you need these words. Verse 17, how precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. And when I awake, notice this, I am still with you. It does not say when I awake, you are still with me. When I awake, I'm still with you, right where we left off. Friend, he lovingly created you and I. And when we can get a fresh understanding and a fresh revelation of that truth, it'll cause joy to fill your heart when happiness would have already left. When you understand that my life has more purpose than just seeking after something to make me happy. I don't know if you've ever found this before, but you seek after something to make you happy, and it's not long until it's gone, you got to find something else, don't you? You get that new thing you always had to have, it's not long, and it's the old thing you always had. He lovingly created you. And when we get a fresh revelation of that, it causes joy to fill my heart. Even when I'm walking through deep valleys, even when I'm going through difficulties, joy, 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 joy that carries me through, joy that gets me through, joy that sees me through. You'll notice the Bible says in the 23rd Psalm, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Joy will get you through. You and I are made for him, and when we get a sense of that truth, thoughts like I'm not good enough, I'll never be good enough, my life will never count for anything, all those thoughts will be defeated because he made me. I'm always enough because he designed me. I'm I'm always enough because my value is based on his design of me, not the front of a magazine at the grocery store. 
My worth is not found in the world. My worth is found in the one who created me and designed me. I am exactly what he wanted me to be. Everything about you is by his design. Everything about you is for his good pleasure. Because he made you and I, we're always enough. Because he made us, we're always good enough. Because he made us and made our life, our lives will always count for good. Our life has purpose. Why? Because of him. That's why before we come to Jesus Christ, we try everything else to try to find purpose. And we can't find it because our purpose is only found in him. Knowledge, joy, come. When I remember that he created me. But joy comes in like a flood when you realize that he will powerfully sustain you. Life is full of trouble. Life is full of trials. Life is full of problems. But when you remember the one who holds the world in his hand and the fact that he's got your back, friend, you can face mountains and you can walk through valleys and you will come through on the other side because you know the one who has everything under control has your life under control. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, so do not fear. Y'all ever been afraid? All the ladies raised their hand. Not a guy raised his hand. Thank you, Ford. Thank you, Ford. <laughs> Guys are like, I ain't afraid of nothing. I'm not even going to go on with that. So do not fear. There are some things that happen in life that will cause you to want to fear, don't they? So do not fear. Why? I am with you. Do not be dismayed. Do not be confused. Don't be Concerned because I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. When the troubles of life come, the reality is the world that you and I live in today becomes to a place where they are filled with fear. They are filled with fear because it seems like a hopeless situation. But when trouble comes for the child of God, friend, you can know the one who says, I'm with you. I'm not afraid to go into the trouble with you. I'll keep you in the flood. I'll keep you in the fires. I'll keep you. I'll sustain you. I'll help you. Why? I am your God, and I am with you. He says, don't be dismayed, for I am your God. Friend, don't forget who he is. The world today is trying to, uh, they're trying to bring him down in importance in our lives, in our world, in our culture, in our society. Don't forget about who he is. The world may have their gods, but he is our God. The world's gods are deaf, mute, and lifeless. But our God, our God is awesome in power. Our God is excellent in greatness. Our God is mighty to save. Our God is alive. Our God is at work. Don't forget it. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop working. When you got up today, he was working. When you go to bed tonight, he'll be 
be working. When Monday's clock goes off, he'll still be working. When you get to work and things aren't working right, no, he's still working. He's always working. Why? Because he is our God. He's our God. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, call to me and I will answer you. Matthew 11 and 28, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You ever felt weary and burdened? Paula told you a few minutes ago about Perry and Melissa. In the natural, I can't imagine anything else but feeling worried and burdened down and weary. But God is still working. When I feel weary, he's strong. When I'm weak, he's strong. <laughs> Why? Because he's working. When I'm confused, he's never confused. Why? Because he's working. He says, come to me all who are weary and burdened. I, want to, I wonder this morning, are there people that you've come to church today and you are weary and you are burdened? He doesn't say you need to go home and get a few more hours of sleep. He doesn't say you need to go and get away from everybody else right now. He doesn't say you need to go and get you a good book. And What he says is come to me. Come to me. Friend, we need to run to him. We need to run to him. He is our answer. He is our answer. He's our answer. He'll get you through if you'll come to him. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Nothing will bring you joy in the journey of life, especially in trials, like knowing that our God is on our side and he's got our back. We are never alone, friend. He is always with us. Deuteronomy 31 and 8, he will be with you. He will never, excuse me, he will neither fail you nor abandon you. He is our provision, he's our strength, he's our source, our solution, he's our everything, God. And I'll tell you, when you begin to think, I, I, I don't know about you, but when I'm faced by troubles, my brain wants to think about the troubles. I'm a thinker usually, and i, I got to think this thing through. But when the trouble comes, if I begin to think on him, something changes on the inside of me. If I think about my problem long enough, I get discouraged. I get in a place of despair, and I get despondent on the inside. But in the midst of that, if I begin to think on the fact that he is my God and that he's always been faithful, you see, we don't have time. If I could take a few moments and walk around this room and take this microphone and walk up to you, you could tell me times when God has been faithful to you. You say, today I feel you know, like I don't have an answer. But you could look back and say, but I remember a time. I remember a moment when God was there for me, when God was faithful to me, when God carried me through. You see, God is always, you, you ever notice you get in a situation and you think this is the end, we're never going to get out of this, and yet you're still sitting here today. It didn't take you out, did it? 
when you said we need a little bit more, when you got there, there was always just enough. We don't have enough to pay that bill right now. But when the bill came, see, it came somewhere. There was just enough. When the situation in your life came to the head, it always seemed to be just enough. I don't know how we made it, but there was just enough. You and I have often experienced the power of enough. You didn't think there'd be enough. But yet here you sit today. I remember, boy, it's been a long time ago now, Dennis. I remember Dennis came to us one day and said they were shutting down the factory. Dennis thought, probably lose my retirement. I've worked here all these years. I've lost my job. I've got kids at home. What am I going to do? And you know, Dennis now is thinking about retirement. And he's got it. I could walk through so many of you over the years, situations that I have seen you walk through, and yet you're still here today. Times when the rug got pulled out from underneath you, and you didn't know what you were going to do, but there was always enough. Listen, how many of you know sometimes it didn't come till midnight, and you had to have it at 12.01? <laughs> There's always enough, because that's the kind of guy. Listen, friend, if you'll reflect on that, when you begin to think on that, that will cause joy to fill your heart. Joy will fill you. Now may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace. Would you bow your heads? My Father, today I look to you. And Father, um, I've done, Father, all that I know to do. And Lord, it's absolutely in your hands right now. I just give this time and I give this moment to you. I give this time and I give these people. I give these situations and I give these circumstances. I give the troubles and the trials. I give the mountains that they're facing. And I give, Father, in this moment, the valleys that they're walking through. I, I give the, the times of discouragement and despondency to you. Father, we give it all to you right now. Father, I pray for those this morning that are not, they don't seem to be walking in joy, but what they do know is a spirit of heaviness. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would give joy in the place of heaviness today. Oh, God, we need you. God, we need you. We need you so desperately. God, there's nobody that can do for us what you can do for us. There's nobody that can be for us what you can be for us. And Lord, I'm asking you right now and I'm calling upon you right now that God, you will come into this moment and you will come into this place and you will come into these circumstances and you will come right in the middle of the needs that are in the lives of these people today. Oh, God, we need you. God, without you, there's not a whole lot of hope. Without you, God, I don't know what we're going to do to hold on. We need you right now. 
We need you right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We need you right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Friend, right across, all across this room today, if you say, I've just got something in my life and I need God's help. I need God to be involved. I need God to be involved. I want to remind you right now that he is your God. And Romans says he is working all things together for the good. Today, if you've come and you say, I just need God, I need God in this circumstance. I, I, I don't know what the circumstance may be. You just say, I need God right now. If that's you, I'm going to ask that you would just, would you just, friend, would you just stand up and make your way to the front of this room? We're going to pray for you today because I believe God is in this room and I believe God has something he wants to do in your life. You just say, I need God right now. Just, just get up, friend. Just get up where you're at. Don't wait. Don't wait for another Sunday. Don't wait for another time. You say, I just need God. I need God. I need God right now. I need God in my circumstances. I need God in this situation. I need God in my day. I need God in my thoughts. I need God. I need God. I need God. Colton, if you'll switch with Paula. Paula, I'm on. I need you, honey. You say, I just need God. I just need God. I need God. I need God. Nobody else can do it for me. Nobody else has been able to accomplish for me. I need God right now. I need God. I need God. I need God's help. Holy Father. Holy Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, right now in this moment, we're just looking to you. Lord, right now in this moment, we're just leaning on you and we're trusting in you. Lord, in this moment right now, our hope is on you. God, right now, we're just looking to you, God, to be the source. We're looking to you to be the source. Sarah, I need you to come and help us to pray. Holy Spirit, Kenan, would you please come? Phil, would you please come? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask that y'all would just come down and just begin to pray. We're going to pray with you this morning. I pray the spirit of expectancy will fill your heart. Church, I'm going to ask you right where you're at, would you just point your hand this way towards these people? Right now, they're going through a valley. I want you to be like Aaron and her today. I want you to hold up their arms. I want you to hold up their arms right now in Jesus' name. Diane Hinkle, would you please come? I want you to pray with some of these ladies. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're just praying right now. Father, we're looking to you today because you are the God. You're the God who has my life in your hands. You're the God I've committed myself to, and I believe you're the God that's holding me, and you're the God who knows you know when I rise up and sit down, you, have, you know everything about me. You know the troubles. You know the trials. You know the difficulties. God, I invite you right now, right now in the midst of the circumstance. When I don't feel it, when I don't see it, you're working. When I don't understand it, God, you're working. 
when I feel confused, you're working. When I'm not sure what the answer is, God, you are working. Hmm. Oh, you are working. I believe you're working all things together for my good. These things won't win. You'll win. These things won't overcome. God, you'll overcome. In the name of Jesus, those that are for us are more than those that are against us. God, you are very present. The Bible says you are a very present help in the time of need. And in the name of Jesus, we call to you right now, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, there is no one else we can turn to. Nobody else has the answers. Nobody else has the words of life. But you have everything. For you are doing exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or imagine. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person in this room today. I pray for every life. I pray for every home. I pray for every marriage. I pray for every circumstance in this room. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you today. I pray, Father, for the spirit of joy. I pray the spirit of joy over this congregation. I pray the spirit of joy over circumstances. I pray the spirit of joy where there's been heaviness. I pray the spirit of joy where there's been despise. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would lift the heaviness. Lift the heaviness. Lift the heaviness in the name of Jesus. I pray for joy that passes all understanding. I pray for joy. Joy that won't wear out, won't wear off. I pray for joy in the name of Jesus. I speak joy today over your life. I speak joy today over your home. I speak joy today over your marriage. I speak joy today over you. I speak joy, joy unspeakable and full of glory. I speak his joy over your life. I speak his joy, his joy. I pray that he would fill you, the God of all hope, will fill you with all joy and all peace. I pray the God of hope will overshadow you with his peace and joy. Father, in the name of Jesus, we call to you this morning. And we just ask you this morning, God, for your joy, your joy. Your joy, your joy, your joy, your joy, your joy in the name of Jesus. Your joy, not what the world can give, your joy. Father, I pray it today. I speak the blessing of joy over every person in this room. Hmm. I speak the spirit of joy over your life. In Jesus' name. Lord, to you be the glory. To you be the honor. To you be all the praise. In the name of Jesus. Joy. Joy. Joy.
Would you just lift your hands right now all across the room? Kind of get in a receiving position like a little child that will lift their hands to their mother or father. Just lift your hands, Lord. We receive your joy right now. We receive joy. We receive joy in the place of heaviness. We receive joy in the place of despair. We receive joy. Joy. Joy from you. May the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace. God, we need you right now in this moment. We need you all across this room. We need you in every life right now. God of hope, we need you. We receive your joy. We receive your joy. We receive your joy. We receive your joy in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 He is the God of all hope, friends. May the Lord our God bless you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he bless you as you come in. May he bless you as you go out. Whatever your hands are put to, may he cause it to prosper, that he will be glorified in your life. And may the joy of the Lord always be your strength. God bless you. We love y'all. And just pray God's very best on your life every day. Have a great day today. God bless you.